<laughs> to the Northwest Convergence Anybody Zone, remember that song? part two. What a great show! It was great, man. Up your nose with a rubber hose. Hey, yo! Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, Mister Carter! <laughs> Mister Carter! <laughs> so, anyways, welcome back to part two of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Whatever the date is today, I don't know. Uh, my brain is so cold from this past week that it's I'm the just... week after Thanksgiving. Yes, heading into the big Christmas season. The rush. Yeesh. Well, we had this band in here called Man Monhammer. Monhammer. Yes, yes, Monhammer in the Kai. Viva here, it's the Monhammer. That was a beautiful time. And it was a it was a great time with them. Man, just the friendliest guys around. Um, the, you would invite these guys to your Thanksgiving dinner if you would meet them. Absolutely, man. I, this is the first time I've met them, and they were super nice guys. When you hear their music, you're thinking, oh, these are guys are some angry cats, right? They're yeah. just like out there. These were the nicest guys. I would sit and have a brew and uh, oh, yeah. you know, just chat with them about old books. You know, I'm a I'm I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in uh, in our boys though because they actually did leave a few PBRs left in the what was up refrigerator. With that? I think they they let to calm down. Man. They were a little. I think they might have. It was their first time in. Give yeah, they're a little nervous. Next time, we better restock. When you're when you're that nervous, sometimes maybe you, yeah. you, you don't want to get like too lit up. Great guys though, really nice guys, uh, down to earth cats with a heavy heavy sound. Absolutely. Well, what do they sound like? Uh, maybe we should roll this baby. Monhammer. Welcome back again to the Northwest Convergence Zone, and that was the smooth, sweet, soulful, soulful, and delicious sounds of Tacoma's. That is the word of the day. Monhammer. God, the Monhammer and the Kive. We have the gentlemen in here, <laughs> and they're all laid back, and they're very cool cats, man. Well, that's what they really are in, in real life. Yeah. Well, let's introduce them. We got uh, we have Takata, Gans, and Micah. You guys, welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. having yeah, us. Yeah. Let's feel the power all of the right. Monhammer. <laughs> so you know these these are some Tacoma cats. And their roots run deeper than Monhammer. And that's where I want to start because most people don't realize that Monhammer is actually kind of a super group around here. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Micah. Give me a little, uh, give me a little feel of uh, where this came from, where you guys were at before. 
Oh, God. Let's you don't have to talk about any jail or... No, or no, no, no. Give us time. Just start in the it's last 20 program. years, please. Well, we've, uh, you know, we've, we've all been friends for at least 20 years, gone to high school together. Um, Where'd you go to high school? Rogers High School. In uh, Sumner High School. Yeah. Um, Dave and I were in our art class together, which is amazing. Oh, God. Um, we never got anything done. No, no. Um, Who does in art class? No. no it's, it's all about... It's still got blue. an A. It's high, <laughs> yeah, exactly. All that was about the greatest solvents. get high class ever. Yeah. Well, art teachers, you know, they're the coolest teachers in school, oh, period. Because yeah, so. they're like, oh, just... It, it looks good. Explore. Whatever. That wasn't, Explore. That wasn't what you're supposed to do, but that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> you need a hall pass? Here you go. <laughs> yeah. So you cats were in high school together. Yeah. 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 And we, um, we, we dabbled in bands here and there um, like in the, the beginning. Like and, our first band was yeah. right out of high school. Yeah. Like we sweltered. It was like six of us. <laughs> we started as a five piece. We yeah. ended like a... 18 piece right, noise ensemble. Something ridiculous. Like that. <laughs> well, then that band lasted for about 10 years. Really? Um, yeah. Put out a couple albums. One album never came mm-hmm. out. One album never saw um, the night of day. Um, and we, yeah. And we, uh, we, I don't know. It, we just, After that, we just kind of, everybody split up and did their own thing. Like, like these two. We did, we did a punk, a hardcore band, Archibald Leach, and Dave went on and did Argonaut. And, Didn't argue uh, for about seven years. Yeah, it was fun. yeah. So it's been a long, a long running, you know. And we all came from other smaller punk bands, and I mean, you know, it just just keeps going and going and going, you know. And anybody who's lived here for any length of time probably would recognize. The oh, they, of yeah, half if of they saw bands, you. They'd so. be. I remember Holy seeing. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Didn't you? Weren't you? Don't you guys the... ever quit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Right? Well, these these guys have a really nice following too. You go out to a, a Monhammer show, and there's a lot of people there. Well, that's what happens when you play around the South Sound for a long time. You do that if you're good, and these guys are very good. Uh, in fact, you guys are so good. Tell me about opening for Nashville Pussy. You guys were at Hell's Kitchen. That had to oh. be a pretty cool gig. I actually actually wasn't there, but how'd that go? <laughs> it, was it was pretty wild. Yeah, because they're pretty <laughs> wild themselves. You know, I will say this though: they they were pretty good. But I, I hate to say this, but I've seen them better. Yeah, I have seen them better. I have but, seen you know, that band but better. it was still it was still, it was still it was still a rock the time. Play with. Yeah. And and we were definitely definitely the odd men out because a lot of a lot <laughs> yeah. of a lot of the bands a lot of the bands that were there were very. Uh, they're more palatable to the masses, uh-huh. you know. And you know, I liked, I liked them, you know. And I'm and you guys hit the stage and blew them all out the door. Well, well, not so much that it was just like one of these kids is doing their own thing, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, when we were basically, we're basically Black Sabbath playing with a bunch of Motley Crue wannabe bands. Well, you know, or, or really upbeat punk rock, you know. And it was great. The crowd was eating them up, but you could tell when we came out. Yeah, the people who who stuck around were either the twenty really dedicated people who we always see, or they were just there just because they were afraid to move. <laughs> yeah. There was this sense of like they well, might they, actually slice us open. I swear, <laughs> if, this guy sees, if this guy sees me leave from he in front of the stage here, he's going to jump off the stage and put he's me in a chokehold right me. now. Yeah, yeah. Were they all easing His back? face is red right, right. now. His there veins are bulging. You know what? Maybe I'll just. Uh... They weren't easing back. They they actually the people that stayed stayed, and actually people from the bar came out. People who thought they wouldn't like us ended up liking us. You know, which just, is the best. And these so. were people like 
you know, even f- girls, which is uh, that's a weird. Mm-hmm. You guys are you guys are very you much a, a, a guy, not, you know, a guy band, not not a boy band, or, but but you for guys, you know, like guys, but man, yeah, just the name is you know, it's like, like, you, like you listen to them, then you want to go out and chop wood, <laughs> or you know, chop something, actually chop trees down, and yeah. then chop the wood. But I don't, don't want to hear about down. your wood, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned Nashville Pussy being better because I uh, I have seen them several times opening for National Acts and where they've headlined and stuff. And I think ever since uh, the guitar player, the, the blonde girl. Oh, Corey. Yeah, ever Corey. since she got in trouble for being kind of lewd on stage, they've really well, backed down. You know what? It wasn't so much for her lewdness. It was, she she had bad habits from what I understood. She had um, really, really bad no. habits. So she's having to get on the clean train. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to another song by this fine band, uh, the the Dulcel Town so- sounds and uh, just all out jazzy uh, bluesy sounds. I think you've been <laughs> monhammered, dude. <laughs> yeah. My brain's fried, man. Hey, this is this is a great title for a song. It's fantastic. Though. I want a T-shirt that says. I want this man. T-shirt too. It's called "Hey, You're Not the Sound Guy." <laughs> the sound guy Monhammer in the studio with us you know what i dig about these guys please do you know so you've got you've got the the, the broad you know spectrum of of metal and metal has taken taken on so many forms over the years now Mm. you know it used to be you know uh deep purple and sabbath you know that was the forerunners of this is the metal sound well you know lately you know in the last 10 years or so you know a lot of the the uh the vocals have went away and they've, you know, become more, I like to call it, you know, the more the, the grunting and the grinding. Yeah. And the yeah. only thing that pisses me off about it is so often, you know, I'm like, well, come on, man. I can't understand what you're saying. Oh, you can hear these, these guys, guys sail this ship right down the middle of actually, you know, you, from back in the day, you know, Wah! to, you know, this guy Iron Maiden type stuff. Yeah. But. Right down the middle, you know, I want to hear what Mike has got to say, and he's going to yell it at me right now, and he's angry. It's, re- it, it's refreshing to me to actually hear a, a, a metal band that I would call, you know, a new metal band, because 
I haven't heard them, you know, except for the last year. They're a new, and I'm like, man, I dig band, these guys. But they've come, they've come. Uh, they're kind of bringing it full circle back with the old metal sound because uh, speed metal and hair metal and all that stuff kind of stole metal for a while. Uh, the original metal, uh, while it was, uh, you know, we listen now and we think that's metal because it was really just heavy, kind of hard crunching rock, but. They all—they actually had great things to say. You know, you go back to the early Sabbath and uh, Purple and all those guys and their songs, man. You know, like they were talking about social issues and so forth, just with a you know like a sledgehammer uh, pounding away. Now, I'm curious about you guys though because you said when you went, uh, you know, before Monhammer started, you guys were doing punk and so forth, uh, different type of uh, bands, and this seems to be uh, a, a new uh, frontier for you guys. And what brought you guys back together and said, well, let's, let's, let's kind of drop the punk thing and let's try something new. And then we got this. Back to the, I get, well, I guess I should go back to the Swelter thing because like the whole Swelter, that, that band, everybody definitely had their definite influences and de their definite inputs. You know, with Mike and Sean based, you know, the AMREP guys, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, the other guys were in the industrial and whatever, and I was like the dumb butt rocker in the band. So, <laughs> so but we all I like love you, brother. But we all love butt rock and all yeah. that stuff right, too. So right, right. it kind of meshed Winger. together. And then, and then when yeah. you know, and then when that band broke up, they they did the you know the I wouldn't so much say punk as it was. Um, it was really arty, but it was it was good. You know, mm -hmm. it was very captivating. Like kind of in that vein of like drive like Jehu kind of stuff. Yeah. You know that kind of stuff. And the stuff I did was straight up stoner rock. After <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and then when you guys got together here. Um, we got together because after Argonaut broke up, I was on hiatus for a couple years, and then. After not playing music, I decided, well, I'm going to join three bands. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up teaming up. One of my bands, I ended up teaming up with um, Chris Miller from Mexican Blackbirds, and that's Gold Teeth. And I ended up, another band, I ended up playing with uh, Cody Foster. He used to be in Papa Wheelie. Cody Foster's Army nice, CFA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the third band was actually Dirty Knockers with uh, Chris, our drummer, and uh, Brian Redman. Who yeah. uh, passed yep. away, Rest and that was, uh, you know, that was kind of my third band. And then after Brian passed away, me and Chris decided, well, let's not stop playing together because we really liked what we did when Brian was around. So, you know, we started playing together, just coming together with ideas for who we wanted, and got a hold of Micah and said, "Hey, you, I know you're not doing anything right now. You want to sing?" And, you know, he came down and sang. And I think I joined joined over poker. Yeah, it was really? over you poker. Lost. It was you over poker. Lost. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, you're in." <laughs> all right, I guess I got no money to pay with, so I'm okay. all in. So I got. And uh, you know, the bass player uh, uh, Sean Horst, uh, I play with him in Gold Teeth, and uh, you know, Gold Teeth is one of those bands that plays every two years because Chris Miller owns the Red Hot, so he doesn't really have time to, you know, practice and all that stuff. And, you know, and when we do practice, it's just an excuse to just be guys and fart and drink beer and just play really obnoxious garage rock. Yes, my friend. Um, <laughs> so Sean Horst needed another gig. So I'm just like, well, you're a bass player. So that was pretty much it. So basically, Monhammer was kind of, I, I, I guess it's kind of like, after you know Brian passing was just me and Chris's way of like, kind of, 
kind of the whole grieving process and mm-hmm. healing and all that. And it's just like it was kind of our way of getting over it. So, well, let me spell this for everybody. It's M A H N H A M M E R Mon Hammer. And uh, voted the best band name in the last uh, vol- <laughs> volcano. How can you not like that? I know. Uh, even Double D's like, uh, he wants a sticker. That I want to buy Mon one of those Hammer. Mad Lot Hammers. Is it, yeah. is it what, what size is it? He uh, goes to Home Depot and asks for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your Mon Hammer section? <laughs> it's right this way. Does it pound metal? <laughs> <laughs> now, can I hit anything with this? <laughs> all right, let's listen to uh, another track. And these are all live tracks. You guys are actually working on a studio CD, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, is there like a timetable for that? Are you guys... Uh, when it's done, it's when done. When it's done, it's yeah. like all yeah. bands. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whenever it happens. Yeah. And uh, hopefully when it happens, you'll let us know. We'll be able to have you guys I mean, back that, in. That, that's the beauty of being a band that's independent and there's no timelines. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> full of working, like, yeah, full of know, working we, men. We have yeah. day jobs and mortgages and kids. And this year, <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> you know. I don't know. But we're doing it all ourselves. We're yeah. doing all the yeah. recording ourselves and, yeah. and we're not really involving anybody else but um, but our friends to help the way us. it should be done yeah. 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 yeah all right well here's a track uh, will this be on the album uh, black sears fire eaters mon hammer <laughs> Black Sears, Fire Eaters, Monomer in the cave, and we're so happy to have them. Now, I know you guys are on a bit of a, a hiatus right now. Hopefully, you guys will kick it back into gear when the new year starts uh, at the venue so we can all come out and check you guys out. Now, um, I know you guys play a lot around in the South Sound. Any f- particular venues that you're very fond of or that you find are more... Um, uh, entertaining for your sound because I know every venue is different. Are conducive, you guys, yeah, conducive. Good word right there. Thank you. Uh, you know, like Olympia, Tacoma, Puyallup, all of that. Where, what's a good place to play? We we really really like playing the New Frontier. Yeah, um, it's uh, an eclectic mix of music that plays there. Um, we're not we're not a band that really likes to be um, tied down by 
by having to play with other metal bands. Um, we like to play with yeah, whoever. Yeah, I, I hate that. Yeah, um, I've seen you played with like Blanco Bronco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. played with Big Wheel Stunt Show. They played well. with the Big yeah. Wheel. And, and kind of, you, got, you guys pretty much handed our butts. Yeah. Yeah. Handed. No, no, no. He was, like, he was cussing at me after our set, man. He didn't. Like, I hate you. And then he was actually up on stage while they're doing sound check and whatnot, flipping me off. And I'm like, dude, I just met this guy. <laughs> well, you know, that's rumble in the alley. That's the trick, though. You know, playing with bands outside of your scope makes yeah. you a better band gives you yeah. more to draw off of. Well, I mean, yeah. we all like the MC5 and, yeah. and I all, def, you know, yeah. I, got, I got to say this just, and not just because you're in the room I definitely saw that with you guys. Oh, hell yeah. My yeah. God. Yeah. I, oh, or the fluid or you know, I was any floored. of that. Thanks, man. Yeah, well, Florida, so. but it is it is true because a lot of bands will corner themselves into if they're a metal band, they'll only set up a bill with other metal bands. So it's the same metal. This is boring. Onslaught, me. five band onslaught. Yeah, and it's like I think I heard this on the you know the, well the last five bands. You yeah, know? And, and so to to mix it up and to to you know to get out there with uh, different sounding bands. You know, it it might not appeal to everybody, but there might there's everybody's well, got which some is metal why in I like the Nashville Pushy so because um every band was and yeah we were the odd men out but every band was different you yeah. know and they they brought their A game and it's just, just because it wasn't your cup of tea doesn't mean they weren't good they were right. all the bands were good I mean sometimes you get lucky you know we just our last show for the year was played at the New Frontier and it was an all metal act and everybody was really good. I mean, every act. Those was different types of, but it was, it was all style. But you don't always luck out and get an exceptionally good band in every form of metal. Right. So if you get in a solid metal set of bands, there's a chance that it's just going to become one monotonous blur, and it's not fun for us either because mm. we are music fans, so we want to come and listen to to music, not just you know reaffirm how heavy and yeah, awesome yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, We're yeah, not just yeah, here yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's just put this to rest because uh, there are going to be people uh, on this program. We have run the gamut of musical styles, and uh, the, today, you guys, today on this program today, and so uh, you guys are definitely the heaviest. And uh, there's a there's a, a misperception, I think, uh, a lot of people who don't understand metal who or don't like it or so forth that you guys are like before the show out there sacrificing a goat <laughs> you have like the <laughs> pentagram <laughs> you know <laughs> hanging from your rearview mirror and you just came from the church of satan <laughs> and so forth what we got a show we're late let's get out of here <laughs> you know i, I, I forgot to sacrifice my goat <laughs> i don't think we sacrifice goats unless it's over a slow roasted spit <laughs> with a keg of beer next to it so. no but what what is uh, what is a surprising what would be surprising to people about you like what's what's something when you're on your own time when you're downtime you guys said you have kids you guys have mortgages you guys are just normal he's a librarian guys. yeah i'm a librarian <laughs> see now that's awesome i'm a customer service manager <laughs> csr yes. not csm csm oh, yeah it, you know honestly i think it's the, the the biggest thing is that people think that oh god you guys are actually nice I can actually talk to you. Be approachable. Hey man, my yeah. my wife knows Micah from years ago, mm -hmm. and she hadn't seen him for years. And we're playing a show with him at Hell's Kitchen, and here's here's this guy up on stage, and it, it was twofold. Not only was she floored by she couldn't believe that this mild mannered Clark Kent <laughs> was I mean beaten, red face, veins bulging out of everything, and he's. Loving it, and she—that was what she uh, told me. She said, "I, let's look at him, and he's doing exactly what he wants to do. If there's number one, a, you name it, this is what 
where he's getting up there, and the wind's in the sails, the lead's in the pencil. And uh, that's great. I, I mean, I they're, know they're nice guys. Uh, you know, of course, metal. we're going to go Indian leg wrestle in the, the backyard <laughs> after this. <laughs> we, yeah, we have the pig out there that we have to uh, slice <laughs> up and dip our dip your names in blood. And we're going to we're going to raise your monhammer into each of you at the end of this. That's OK, right? We have brought a spotted goat. Into I prefer here. the branding iron, but I'll go with the razor. Right. <laughs> no. uh, so anyway, that's great. Hey, you guys, uh, thanks so much for coming in and best of luck in the new year with this with the CD and uh, definitely let us know when uh, we can come out and check you guys out and we'll get the word out to the people. Our guest today, Mon Hammer, get out there, get your metal on. This is old school metal that's been brought back and it's it's going to rock your, your, your socks off. So uh, Takata, Gons, and Micah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man, very much. All right, I want to thank the guys from Monhammer for coming in. And uh, when they get rolling up again, what they say, like in uh, end of January? You know, January, February, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be back. They'll start rolling again, so uh, make sure you get out and catch those guys. We might have a little something going on with them. Very good. Well, we'll absolutely yeah. uh, announce that. Now, our final guest, like we said, we are running the gamut on this. We had, All of it. We had sort of the, uh, the big sort of prog rock sound. We had the, uh, the young cats, the up-and-coming sort of uh, three-piece kind of stonesy type thing going on. Then we had the pound you over the head with the Monhammer. Yes. Where do we go from here? Back to the roots, baby. Let's go back to the roots. Who are we talking about? We're talking about Blues Redemption. Uh, Billy, Brian, Joe, and Doug Skoog. Um, Tacoma Legends. Tacoma Legends, Northwest Legends. Um, and they've actually done quite well in, in competitions here over the last couple of years. I believe they went down, uh, down south for the international blues competition they, i believe they were there and that actually took votes from people who went to said shows so i mean that's a that that to me says a lot more than uh somebody writing something in a newspaper or on a blog saying you know this is the best band uh, I, like I ever heard guys. whatever yeah this is actually people went out to the shows and they had to uh they had to put their vote in for who they liked the most that night and uh these guys, they lay it down smooth, they lay it down heavy, and they really uh, have a nice feel for what the blues are all about. And when you talk to them, you also know that they know where the blues are coming from. And we'll find that out right now with Blues Redemption. Welcome back again to the Northwest Convergence Zone. That was 
Blues Redemption, one of South Sound's premier blues bands. Yes. And we're sitting here in the man cave, the new pseudo man cave, as you all know out there. Uh, this is temporary digs of the Northwest Convergence Zone show. We're sitting in here with Billy, Brian, Doug, and Joe of Blues Redemption. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Now, you guys uh, are, the, the I think, the most recent artist on Maurice the Fish Records, which is a label that's located right here in Tacoma. And this CD that uh, we're listening to the tracks off today is a self-titled CD, Blues Redemption. Uh, it looks like it came out in 2009. Where can people pick up, uh, pick up the CD right now? bluesredemption.com I think is about the only place right now we haven't gotten anything lined up with CD Baby yet but I think that's in the works now the blues is uh, obviously been around for a long time and kind of ebbs and flows in its popularity how uh, how have you found the reception around the South Sound for uh, the blues that you're playing and as far as like getting into clubs people coming out I know um you know, there's lots of jams around town and so forth. But when you play as a band, you set up a gig. Uh, how's things? How are things going for you out there? Well, I think uh, there's been some really great venues that have opened, and uh, and then subsequently closed because of lack of um, participation by 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 the crowds. We're it's it's nice to have the South Sound Blues Association, though. I think that's something that's going to really help the blues uh, scene here in the South Sound. We're members of the uh, Washington Blues Association as well as the South Sound Blues Association. And uh, so um, we encourage people to go online and look at both of those associations and join and, uh, and come out and frequent the blues clubs. There's some great venues and uh, some great music to be seen and heard out here. Now, is, the, is winter sort of a downtime for uh, a lot of the, uh, the blues, you guys, blues bands? Because I know in the summer there's like tons of festivals, blues festivals all around, up and down the West Coast. And uh, I assume you've played it, at, if not all of them, most of them, so forth. Uh, seems like in the winter months, though, for those of us who love the blues, sometimes it's a, it's a bit hard to find blues where are you guys playing what clubs are accepting you guys and uh and how is that going the swiss uh down in tacoma and then the old town the spar another great place <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> he smacks me in the face <laughs> thought you guys are our friends <laughs> anyway um uh, in Tacoma here, the Jazz Bones, uh, do, they have blues, uh, not as not like they used to, but the Spar. Don't forget uh, the new club that just opened, uh, Rhythm and Brews. Yeah, down is, on Market. Is, is an awesome new club. They, sh they should um, Yeah, they that, should, that'd they be a great well. venue to support. It's a really nice new room, good sound system, uh, those type of things. I think probably in the winter there's more club gigs than in the summer because of what you mentioned about the festivals and stuff. Yeah, and yes. Oh, I was just going to say um it's uh one of the few clubs that really set themselves up for a band to be successful. You know, they have their stage set up in the center of the place. They've invested in a good sound system. They charge a cover. It's not much. It's like $5, but they really um set the place up for a band to come in and 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 be successful and present a a real professional show. And uh, sometimes that's a struggle um, around here in the clubs is you get clubs that they want live music, but then they want to cater to a lot of different 
things, you know, um, folks that want to play pool or darts or sports. Um, and sometimes all those things can conflict and it's hard to put on your best shows in those kinds of environments. And uh, I know uh, looking at your website, bluesredemption.com, which is everybody should go and check out and you can link to it off of our main page. Just click on their picture or, or the Blues Redemption title. And uh, I'm going through uh, some of your, your bios and you guys have a been around a long time and played with very impressive uh, bands through the ages down through time and now you find your guy yourselves here together uh, for what is basically an all-star lineup in the south sound there's no question about it I agree. let's go through let's go let's go around the room and we'll start with billy and we'll go around in your travels and in your playing and so forth share a moment with us that was like uh, either an aha moment in the blues or somebody that you met that had been a hero of yours and just it was like a surreal moment for you. Well, it's been a great, uh, great experience, my musical career um, going way, way back. But most recently, I did a show with um, with Charlie Musselwhite um, with uh, Sun Jack Jr., not not this band, but Sun Jack Jr. just a few weeks ago, which was great. That was the second time I had the opportunity to, to play in a band that opened up for his band. Um, also opened up for him at the Winter uh, Rhythm and Blues Festival in 2006 with Nicole Fournier and the Three Pound Universe. Nice. Um, but, uh, gosh, I... Anytime I get a chance to meet uh, or open up for a national act, uh, it's a th it's always a thrill. And uh, I've got quite a long list of people that I've had the opportunity to meet and and, uh, and open up for. That's right, Brian. Our surreal moment. Oh boy. Um, well, I've had a lot of them with this band. And uh, one that stands out in my mind is a 2007 Mount Baker Blues Festival. I was there with my old band, the Brian Feist Band. And we played uh, somewhere in the middle of the day. And um, there's probably four or 5,000 people there. And uh, we were received really well. And that was just, that was a rush for sure. Great. Doug? Um, Bill and I go way back probably uh, not too far out of high school we played in the first blues band together and that was quite a journey it was a seven eight years or mm -hmm. yeah it ended up in la and then um, we all dispersed from there we we're playing with rb greaves spent a year in that show and i went to denver and the rest of them went back to tacoma i think and auditioned for cotton's band james cotton and uh, blue tail fly band was the band backing them up got uh, spent a year with them back in the in they're based out of wisconsin but got to meet uh, meet uh, uh bruce Siegler from alligator records produced a song i wrote nice and uh still friends today in fact uh, i introduced him to bill we were in uh, memphis last year for the south sound um ibc but that boy ran into all kinds of people through that um, did a lot of concerts with seagull squall and um, it, that was uh, quite a year. It was all kind of one-nighters and concerts. Then Joe? <clears throat> I think uh, one of the most surreal moments was when uh, I played at the Kingdome before they 
tore it down before they blasted the thing to kingdom come that was the best sounding uh you know place oh in the ever Northwest. oh yeah yeah <laughs> the best echo chamber in the world oh yeah if you want to hear a band three times go to one show there <laughs> i played with uh, the new blues brothers review and uh, we were requested by the seagals to be their their band they had always played with they had always done all their dance routines to recorded music mm -hmm. and so we were the first live band that they had and we played at the football games with very cool at the and who who was in the at that time who was fronting the new uh the blues brother review that was ken elhard and mitch reams were doing jake and elwood right i i got requested by the seagulls once but that, that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> stop, stop looking at them the way you were looking at them. Without yeah. the request. They requested you leave the building? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. All right, well, let's listen to uh, another cut from the uh, Blues Redemption CD. This is titled, When Love Steals. song is when love steals which is an original and that is off the a cd blues redemption blues redemption is also the band there are guests today they are artists on maurice the fish records and uh i want to ask you guys i have always had a place in my heart for the blues i had a blues radio program for some time have seen many of the blues greats uh and interviewed uh, several of them uh one of the one of my questions that i have to ask because blues comes in so many forms and uh, everybody feels it differently uh, expresses themselves through their instruments differently what what are the blues to you is it a feeling is it a sound is it uh is it just an eight is it an eight shuffle 12 shuffle is it uh, slow when you go home and you put on or you you, you go into your blues uh trance what's blues to you well, to me, blues is it's the it's the um, it's the feeling for me. The blues feeling for me is what it's all about. I I fell in love with blues 
at a very early age my my dad was a keyboard player and um and he introduced me to some of the really old blues stuff you know it's um my first drum influences were baby dodds and 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 um you know some of the older guys that were doing the second line stuff but um the thing i really enjoy about the blues is the dynamics have a lot to do with it it's it's uh it's not something that's just pounding away in your head all the time you know like a lot of rock uh, was in the days that i played rock but um when you hear a really good blues song it just makes your skin like doug calls it chicken skin <laughs> um where you can hear all the instruments you hear you hear the highs and lows you hear you know the uh, all the vocals and the words and that sort of thing and uh, there's just so many facets of the blues um, that appeal to me but most of all i think it's just the the musicality of it brian um, well, there's a certain structure that's inherent in, into the blues. I mean, you know when you're hearing blues versus, you know, a classical piece or something. Um, but that doesn't make everything that falls in that structure necessarily good blues or, or well, good's not the word, I guess, um, or just blues in general. So, you, know, you can play in a blues structure and have it come across sounding kind of poppy or or more just straight rock i think what what makes blues real authentic is is um it has to have emotional content you know in in every note the best blues singers and players always sink themselves into every note so every note is trying to tell you something and that's uh that's an important aspect of good blues yeah, that's um, that passion and emotion is is certainly has to be there. First uh, blues song was a Johnny Taylor song my brother brought home on forty five. He says, "Man, you got to hear this." And I was just a kid. <clears throat> Mom must have played that thing till you could almost see through it. But you know that that had that feeling, or, and from that point on, that's what I wanted to do was being a music that had that passion and emotion. And when I go out to listen to people that are playing, when I hear that little voice inside me, it says, that's it. That's what that is. And then some of the other people are, every note they can put in eight bars, you know, and it that's not, um, may not do it. It's got to have that cry from, that's, that's inside. It is a, uh, it is a, a deeper thing that's coming out of a person that transfers that to their instrument, whatever it is, vocal or whatever they're playing and uh, I listen for that and when I I do a lot of these blues cruises and some of the best blues bands in the world and you see some of those acts come out and that's that's going on you can sit on the back of those boats at three in the morning dancing and listening to that with your eyes closed going that's it that's, those guys are they got it Ronnie Baker Brooks and and some of those um, uh, Burks Michael, Michael Michael Burks, great. Just they just play. They just right in there. Joe, I have to agree. It's it's definitely all about the feel. It's uh, without without the feel um, there. It's you may be playing blues, but it's um, it's not really bluesy without that feel. It's all about the feel to me. 
Well, let's listen to uh, another track with some feeling. And uh, our guest today, Blues Redemption, it's called Buried Alive in the Blues. Now caught up in a landslide Old man look pressing in from all sides Got booked up from my easy ride Buried alive in the blues It's Sunday morning, everybody's in bed I'm on the street talking out of my head This dumb brick wall ain't heard a word that I said, Lord Buried alive in the blues I'm buried alive name of the song buried alive in the blues and blues redemption our guest today i'm going to tell you uh here's a couple of opportunities to catch these guys uh doing their thing at uh december 26th johnny's dock in tacoma eight o'clock and on december 31st at the mcmillan's club new year's eve nine o'clock and uh mcminimans i'm sorry mcminimans club yeah. <laughs> having a tough time talking today, i am you? yeah man you know it's that trip to fan high i'm still on but uh <laughs> <laughs> no uh i think that's great now i want to real quick before we wrap this up i want to ask you guys because uh, another fascinating thing about the blues i find is that uh, obviously everybody knows the history I, I, everyone should if you don't know should know the history of the blues but for those of you who are initiated in the blues you know the history of the blues um blues for uh a long time was a um uh, african-americans game it was uh, really seen as uh, black music it was uh, called you know that's what it was titled and, and it sold out a trunk of cars and so forth and um really started to shift uh in the 60s with the british sound when they kind of took that and uh all of a sudden um it's it's kind of shifted and now you it's almost reversed itself almost every blues band i see is uh you know run by you know white guys basically and uh, a lot of uh, a, a lot of the heritage of that has almost been um, lost a little bit what's your take on the future of the blues we know we know where it's been and, and it's always going to be around because the blues is universal and it's a, it's a feeling and, and it's a movement there's no question about it but what do you see personally as we roll through into the future how the blues is going to be affected how it's where it's going well, like B.B. King says, there will always be the blues, and there always will be the blues. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of the musicians that play blues nowadays are are, are white people uh, a little more than black people uh, because of the fact that um, I think the, the the blues music enthusiast, as soon as hip hop 
and rap music came in that they grabbed a hold of that and owned that and uh, uh, you, you know you can hear the blues in rap you can hear the blues in hip-hop you can hear the blues in country and western music you hear the blues in rock and roll i mean it's the it's the basis it's the foundation that american music is is uh, based on you know you go back and you listen to the old ragtime music is based around blues um um dixieland jazz it's all it's all it, it all stems from the blues um i think a lot of young people are really getting interested in the legitimate sounding blues um i hear and see uh, young people coming in and wanting to, to get into where blues is being performed and um i teach drums and there's a lot of young people just love the blues and want to get involved in it so i think i think that uh there's there's a great future in in blues and legitimate blues do you think we're losing the history though uh because it's almost become a novelty like kev mo comes out they're like hey it's a black guy doing the blues everyone seems surprised you know I, i think it i think that all people whether they're black or white or asian or whoever the musician happens to be that plays the blues um, most of the musicians that I know of that are really into the blues are into the, tra- the the history of the blues and know the history of the blues and find it uh, important to pass that along to the young the younger people. That, that would that would be like a, a rock band who uh, they they have no you know base base of reference to the Beatles or something like that you know and, and it would almost seem but we are finding a little bit of that these days yeah, uh, you know I mean you, you think about it to us the Beatles is all fresh in our minds and so forth and you know the Zeppelin and all those guys that came with stones and uh, but you're talking to some of the kids now and they're like ah, it's my dad's music I never even heard it I'm they're referencing tool and uh, you know a, a lot of bands from like the 90s and maybe the 80s so I, I I think it's important, and I think I think it's great the that you brought that up. Blues are always good. Blues are the always blues good, are and I think it is good. important that bands like you, uh, who are out there, who still have ties to, uh, you know, the when the blues were really sunk into uh, the African American community, where it came from, that you pass that torch along. I think that's that's stellar and great all around. Blues Redemption has been our guest again. Catch them on the twenty sixth at uh, Johnny's Dock and, uh, of December and on uh, the 31st, New Year's Eve at McMinimans. You got it. See? Club, <laughs> 9 o'clock. That's the New Year's Eve show. Everybody run down and catch these guys. Also, uh, buy their CD off of their website. That's bluesredemption.com. You guys, thanks so much for coming in. And when you guys have something, a new CD coming out and uh, any kind of big shows or anything going on, be sure to let us know. We'll get the word out. Thanks. We'll do it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, I want to thank uh, Blues Redemption. I want to thank Monhammer. We got to thank uh, the Rooftop Warriors and the people now. Great bands all around, gives you lots of options on top of the bands you already like and that you already know. And these are uh, South Sound and Seattle bands that, uh, you know, we're all about that. Don't forget, we have some free tickets to give away. We have tickets to the 10th Shindig at Hell's Kitchen. Those are uh, worth five bucks each. That's it's sponsored by SoCo Lime. Come on, it's got to be good, right? It's got to be good. And uh, so all you got to do is uh, send us a note on Facebook or email us. And then also the uh, Masquerade Mayhem with the people now. And that's going to be really awesome. So same thing. Send us first people to uh, contact us. Say, I want those. Let us know how we can get them to you. And we will have them in your hot little hands. It's been a full show once again here on the Northwest Convergence Zone. want to thank everybody for listening. This is Big D. This is the Gimmer. This is Double D. And as always, we are the Northwest Convergence Zone. 
where all things come together. And this is a song we're going to go out with by the Rooftop Warriors called Feed Me Done Live right here in the cave. It'll be on our next CD, Live Volume 2. All right. This one's called Feed Me. around. 
Thank you. This has been a production of the Northwest Convergence Zone. Email us at nwconvergencezone at gmail.com.